0: Welcome to UCLA Extension's Business Insights with Roger Ternaden, where we highlight hot topics and underlying economic trends useful to you.
1: We at UCLA Extension wish all our podcasters a most successful new year. As we are quickly morphing into new economic challenges, please reflect on how 2022 changed from the prior year and how 2022 is setting the stage for increased volatility, confusion, and financial losses for many, coming in 2023. Today, I'll try to set the table for at least the first half of our new year. First of all, please don't get distracted. The, quote, experts in the media are endlessly obsessing about whether or not we are going to have a recession this year. And meanwhile, economic activity is imploding all around us. If you have followed the Federal Reserve, politicians, and media spokesholes, you know they have one thing in common. They are almost always wrong. Think about it for a minute. In 2021 into 2022, inflation was poo-pooed by all these people before they ganged up on us and expressed that inflation was then only transitory. Just a blip. The Federal Reserve almost always gets it wrong and plays catch-up getting it wrong again in their catch-up decisions. Throughout 2021, the signs of inflation were popping up all around us, and we commented on them. But the Fed was tone deaf. In late 2022 through now, the Fed is behaving as if the economy is red hot and needs to have more cold water thrown on it. They are cratering the economy and worsening the recession that we're already experiencing. By the way, as we've discussed in many prior podcasts, the Consumer Price Index is greatly understated and understated so much that real economic growth is reported when there is no economic growth across the economy. A quick review of why this is true. Consistent market baskets of goods and services have inflation twice or more than what is reported in the CPI. If the government agencies would discount the reported gross domestic product by a more realistic inflation estimate, then we've not experienced any real growth in the past several years. Actually, more than that. The lack of real growth is camouflaged by inflation hidden by politically determined inflation calculations. Recall that the annual increases in home prices are only reported years later in the contrived rent calculations, which is one reason the CPI will not drop to the Fed's 2% target for a long time, for many years, if ever. In 2022, we forewarned our listeners about the following trends, which today are undeniable. The stock market would be heading down and down big time. It certainly started that way. Interest rates would head up and choke the housing market. That's undeniable at this point, but more on that in a minute. The Supply chain disruptions were not short-term. They would continue for the long-term, and they do continue. Profit margins of companies with the higher but not accurately reported inflation would decline, and companies would have no choice but to reduce their full-time employee headcounts. Energy prices would be volatile. Compounded by the Russia-Ukraine war, prices They went up dramatically during the year 2022 and were in the U.S. temporarily capped by oil sales from our strategic petroleum reserve. Europe would be heading into recession faster than the U.S. and would face a more severe economic downturn. We're seeing that. The Russia, China, India bloc, plus certain large oil producers, would establish competitive global banking systems and currency alternatives to the U.S. dollar. The list is much longer, but I'll stop here for now. Let's review some quick facts that illustrate some points we just made. The number of homes being sold in this country each month has already fallen by a third. The number of job cuts in November was 417% higher than it was during the same month a year ago. And at this point, even Amazon is laying off thousands of workers. The Federal Reserve has declared war on inflation, but prices continue to spiral out of control. In fact, vegetables are 80% more expensive now than they were 12 months ago. Meanwhile, the financial markets continue to plunge. A third of the value of the NASDAQ has already been wiped out, and more than two-thirds of the value of all cryptocurrencies is already gone. So many people have been waiting for an economic nightmare to come, but the truth is, it's already here. The following are 11 signs that the economic tipping point that everyone has been waiting for has arrived. Number one, U.S. manufacturing is declining at the fastest pace that we have seen since the early days of the COVID pandemic. The Standard & Poor's Global U.S. Manufacturing Purchase Managers Index, the PMI, fell at the fastest rate since May of 2020 this past month. A continuing sign that the manufacturing sector is on the decline, and this was reported just about a week ago. The U.S. manufacturing PMI posted 46.2 in December, down from 47.7 in November and solidly below 50, which signals the sector is contracting, according to S&P Global. Production levels contracted in the back-to-back months, with new sales plummeting at the end of December at the fastest rate since 2007, as companies cited weakening demand amid economic uncertainty and inflation weighing on consumers. Number two, U.S. services PMI has now fallen for six months in a row. Number three, we just witnessed the largest one-day drop in the Baltic Dry Index since 1984. The Baltic Exchange's Dry Bulk Sea Freight Index crashed about a week ago in the worst decline on record. Sinking on prospects of a global recession. Baltic Dry Goods Index is a measure of global shipping and economic health. The overall index, which tracks rates for the largest Cape size tankers and the Panamax, slightly smaller, and Supramax shipping vessels carrying dry bulk commodities, plunged $17.5 to $1,250, the most significant decline since 1984. The good news is that this index was climbing rapidly to multiples of where it is now during COVID, so the good news is that's an inflation component that has gone away. But that's not good enough news. Let's continue. Number 4. Thanks to rapidly falling imports, we just witnessed the largest monthly decline in the trade deficit since the last financial crisis. The November trade deficit narrowed to $61.5 billion from 77.8 in the prior month, coming in below the median estimate of 63, and just barely missing the top end of the range of 61.3 to 80.5 from 42 economists. Remarkably, the 20% one month decline in the deficit was the largest single drop on a percentage basis going back to the global financial crisis of 08 09. Number five, in 2022, U.S. auto sales were the lowest that we have seen for a full year in more than a decade. Industry-wide, U.S. auto sales totaled 13.7 million vehicles last year, the lowest figure since 2011, and an 8% decrease from 2020. And that's according to the research firm Wards Intelligence. Sales had topped 17 million vehicles for five straight years before the COVID pandemic in 2020, which unleashed supply chain problems that have bogged down deliveries ever since. Number six, the average rate on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is more than twice as high as it was at this time last year. Mortgage rates inched up again last week after a slight increase the week before interrupted six straight weeks of falling rates. The 30 year fixed rate mortgage averaged 6.48% in the weekend of January 5th, up from 6.42, according to Freddie Mac. A year ago, the 30 year fixed rate was 3.22. Number 7. According to CNN, sales of apartments in Manhattan were 28.5% lower in the fourth quarter of 2022 than they were in the fourth quarter of 2021. Higher rates and still higher housing prices cooled demand at the end of last year, causing sales to tumble. Sales dropped 28.5% in the fourth quarter compared to the fourth quarter of 2021, as I mentioned. Number 8. Overall, existing home sales in the United States have fallen for 10 months in a row and are now down by more than a third since January 2022. Number 9. Bed Bath & Beyond is a warning the company is literally on the verge of declaring bankruptcy. Bed Bath & Beyond warned last week it's running out of cash and is considering bankruptcy. The retailer, citing worse-than-expected sales, issued a going concern warning that in the coming months it will likely not have the cash to cover expenses, such as lease agreements or payments to suppliers. Bed and Bath is exploring financial options such as restructuring, seeking additional capital, or selling assets in addition to potential bankruptcy. But this is one more indicator of the lack of health in the consumer sector. Number 10, it's being reported that Amazon has decided to lay off approximately 18,000 employees. Amazon is the biggest, facing the biggest reduction in its history. And that's one of the latest signs that the tech industry slump is deepening. Number 11, overall, the tech industry has already laid off more than 150,000 workers over the last year. Many more American workers are expected to lose their jobs as economic activity slows down even more throughout this new year. So if you currently have a good job that you value or you have your own company that is sustainable, Try to cling on to it as hard as you can and try to reduce risks as this is not a period to be expanding dramatically. The times that we are moving into are going to look completely different from the times we've enjoyed over the past decade. Let me repeat that. The times that we are moving into are going to look completely different than the times that we have enjoyed over the past decade. Our leaders were able to keep the party going for a long time by absolutely flooding the system with money, but now they've lost control. We are literally careening toward economic instability, but most Americans still don't understand what's taking place. Most Americans just assume that those in authority know exactly what they're doing and that a return to normal is inevitable. I wish that would be true, but because the ride into the economic abyss that we are facing is not going to be fun. We've covered a lot in our three years of bi-weekly podcasts, but here I'll try to summarize where we are in as few words as possible. First, the U.S. Treasury needs to sell approximately $6 trillion of new and refinanced debt this calendar year. As Elon Musk famously said, let that sink in. trillion is 20% of all the federal debt outstanding. Secondly, who will be the buyers? These large bond buyers in the past are not only not buyers now, they're sellers, and they have been all through 2022. For example, the U.S. Social Security system has to sell bonds as new Social Security withholdings are less than the Social Security benefit payments. Additionally, foreign governments, particularly China, that are the large debt owners of the U.S. government debt are net sellers and have been for two reasons. First, some of them are selling U.S. government debt to stabilize their own currencies. And secondly, the motivation is to diversify out of the U.S. dollar. And those countries, as we mentioned before, are India, China, Russia has already done so to a large degree, and the other Shanghai Cooperation Association members who used to be major buyers of U.S. debt. Additionally, major banks that have bought U.S. debt over past years are stuck now with huge paper losses. Remember, as interest rates go up, bond prices go down, and banks have a lot of paper losses as bond prices have gone down a lot over the past year. They have less wherewithal to buy a significant share of the $6 trillion that will be offered for sale by the government this year. Pension funds are licking their wounds from bond price and stock price declines, as are mutual funds. We've just covered the major buyers. The Federal Reserve will have to buy much of the new debt, but they have said they will be sellers from their existing debt portfolio of $8 trillion. Now, we can all see the elephant in the room. The Fed is playing brinkmanship by either letting bond prices continue to decline and flirt with another international financial crisis and potentially a depression, or they will again return as a major buyer. Either way, the financial markets will be damaging to those investors not pulling back on their bond and stock investments. What a choice! Face a potential depression or face another and larger round of inflation. Either will spook bond and stock markets during this year. Okay, more in two weeks. In the meantime, don't get sucked into new major stock or bond market investments no matter how strong the daily rallies might be. Wait until we see more how this plays out in the coming weeks and months. Be cautious and don't risk the gains you've likely made in markets in the past recent years.
0: Be sure to email us at rtornadin at uclaextension.edu on more specific questions, which we will answer either personally or select as part of our future podcast. Hosted by Business and Legal Programs Director, Roger Tornadin, this podcast is presented by UCLA Extension and produced by Jamie Moss at Studio 10960. These podcasts are made for educational purposes and are not financial advice. The goal is to educate and provide resources on focused economic and job trends with the latest support research so that you can make more informed financial and career decisions that best suit your personal needs. UCLA Extension offers more than 5,000 online and in-classroom courses taught by over 2,000 leading practitioners to help you get from here to there. For more information on this podcast or our financial and legal programs, please check us out at www.uclaextension.edu. We know it's about your life, not just your money.